Sin acknowledges the traditional owners of the land on which the House of Sin and Studio stand, the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. Sin also acknowledges and pays respect to the elders and traditional owners of the lands our broadcast reaches and that sovereignty of this land was never ceded. to the dating pool here on Sin Nation. You are here with Lisa, your host, and I have a very special guest with me today, all the way from Thornbury. <laughs> Bradicus, Brat in the house. Hello. Introduce yourself. Tell the people who you are. Hi, I'm Brat. I'm 24. Um, I, I have anxiety slash borderline personality disorder. I'm single um, and I decorate cakes slash work in a call centre. Amazing. It sounds like you've got it all figured out, really. Yes. <laughs> so. Tell my mum I said yes. Okay, sure. Tell us about, let's start with, tell us about the the last date that you went on, if you can remember it. Uh, the last date that I went on was in January. I can remember it. It wasn't yep. that long ago. Um, and it actually went really well, um, I think. Um, Who was it with? Someone that I met off OkCupid and had watched a lot of the same true crime documentary series that I'd watched. Yeah. Amazing. And, and yeah, where, so where did you go? How did it go? Uh, we went to like a rooftop bar in the city. Yep. Um, I was really lucky. My friend Jessie uh, dropped me off. I don't think I would have gone. I really wasn't going to go yep. unless I got a lift and was literally like, pushed out of the car pretty much yeah by my very encouraging friend yeah um and yeah it was okay I feel like um I talked a lot and I also talked a lot about like murder and true crime and podcasts but as the night goes on the anxiety like builds up and so I feel a bit drunk and a bit like I've said too much and ah. then, like it sort of finishes but it wasn't it wasn't bad it was just so, cause yeah, cause obviously it's like in internal, like what you're going through in your, like in your brain, like it's like internal. Mm. So I don't like if, if imagine if we went on a date, right. Mm -hmm. You'd be sat there like having all, <laughs> having all these like, you know, oh my God, what have I said? What am I doing? Is that like sort of like what's running through your brain all the time? Uh, yes, I think, um, I don't think it'd be very apparent because I think I do a lot of babbling and like talking. Um, yeah, uh, you wouldn't really be able to see it. More that on the inside, I feel very tense, mm -hmm. and then afterwards you'll um, go over it a lot. I think that that's very normal for anyone. It's normal for most of my social interactions. Yeah, even with um, people that I'm very very close to. Yeah, um, but. Yeah. So, okay, so talk me through it. So we'll start from, the like, the very beginning because I'm very um, mm -hmm. infatuated with how, like, with me. your brain works. Yes, and with <laughs> you. Um, so you're on OkCupid, which to me is already something that's foreign because I am only familiar with, like, Tinder, Grindr, her, maybe. Do you know what I mean? Um, maybe. No, not ma like her, may maybe. Oh, if right. I like, if I decide to like stoop that low and <laughs> yeah. and go on it. Um, so, okay, Cupid, what's the? Tell me the difference between 
OkCupid and sort of like more online websites as opposed to like a swiping situation? Like, why do you choose um, that? So OkCupid is swiping now. Oh, is but, it? Uh, yeah, and I think at the time it might have been swiping. Yeah, everything's just picked up swiping. Um, I really liked OkCupid when I first went on it because I could use they, them pronouns yep. and be more like they, I felt like there were more queer people on there. Um, you can do sort of a longer bio. I don't know. I just felt like there were more people that um, I would be into dating or that I wouldn't have to like explain my quote unquote lifestyle yeah. to. Um, yeah. So. And so you're on OK, OkCupid, you find a date, mm-hmm. you chat for a bit, you agree to go on a date. We literally chatted for four months, <laughs> <laughs> but that on and off because um, he didn't reply uh, I mean, it happens. Like, sometimes people go on a date while they're talking to you because this is – the nature of apps that I always forget is that mm-hmm. I'm not the only person these people have have matched with. Yeah. Constantly forgetting that. Like, excuse me, Lisa, you're not the apple of everyone's eye. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure um, the other thing about OkCupid, I think, is lots more poly people and the person uh, I want to date poly. Um, so they're quite busy. Yeah. I imagine so, Quite busy, yes. yes. Um, and so when you go – on, so in the the day of the date arrives, hmm. what's going through your head? Uh, I'm definitely not going to go. Definitely, definitely not going to go. It's <laughs> horrible. I don't need to. I don't even like this person, and they will definitely not like me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and if I don't go, I get to stay at home and watch television. So that's fun. <laughs> yeah, it's like comfortable. Yeah, I mean, not to endorse your, you know irrational thinking in so to speak but um I kind of have to agree yes but at least no the thing is like you said that you spoke about true crime right so at least you can like leave the house and talk about the tv shows that you're potentially gonna rewatch anyway yeah (laughs) um and so Jesse drove you to the date Mm -hmm. what's happening while you're on the way are you still like I, this is stupid, I'm not going to go? Or have you? has your mind changed just a little bit? Like, what are the what are the triggers to, like, get you back into the swing of things? Um, I don't know if I ever get back into the swing of things. I think I just don't think about it. I mostly feel like there's a big fuzzy, like, um, screen in front of my face. Like, I imagine when people say seeing red. Yeah. It's, like, just sort of keeping your eyes open and just, like, doing it even though you don't really want to, um, but also feeling very, like, hyper-aware. God, it sounds like feeling, like, high but also drunk at the same time on nothing. Yeah. Um, and I got lost in the building and then, like, uh, yeah, so it was interesting. Do you think that things like getting lost in the building, though, only happen because you are so no, fuzzy? No, <laughs> Well, forget about that, like, segue. <laughs> um, all right, so on that note, we're going to um, throw to a song. This is Panic at the Disco with Girls, Girls, Boys. We'll be back with more of the dating pool after this. Unfortunately, Sin doesn't have the rights to podcast the music it plays on Sin Nation. I guess that just means you'll need to listen live for all the wonderful tracks. Tune in on your digital radio or stream it online at sin.org.au. Welcome back to The Dating Pool here on Sin Nation. You are here with your host, Lisa, and the beautiful brat. Um, we're talking about um, their experiences with dating and mental health and being queer. And I feel like that's a thing that a lot of us can relate to because, um, yeah, 
putting my hand up over here. Like queerness and anxiety, I feel just sort of like go hand in hand a lot of the time. Mm. Um, I think for myself, it was because obviously I was a super duper late bloomer in life. Um, and so for years when I was a straighty 180 in high school, um, I was just not into it. Do you know what I mean? Like I just wasn't into dating. Um, and so that gave me a lot of anxiety because I was like, what's wrong with me? Like mm-hmm. all of my friends have boyfriends or if they don't have boyfriends, they're so worried about not having a boyfriend. And I was just like, I'm mm-hmm. like pretty chill over here in the corner by myself. I had a boyfriend brief- briefly and couldn't figure out why I wasn't particularly interested. But um, how old were you? 17. That's, I mean, I had a boyfriend as, as late as like 21. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm still attracted to boys. I think that was, who knows what was going on there. Yeah. I was very school orientated, so maybe it was more because I liked homework. <laughs> You're just a parent's wet dream over here. Like, I just can't even, I can't even believe it. Um, so, have you, so you had a boyfriend. Mm-hmm. What, um, have you had any other like actual serious long term relationships? Um, in 2015, I had a, I think it was three month relationship, um, which was probably the most, well, yeah, was the most significant relationship in my life. And did you like, did you meet on OkCupid? Like, uh, no, we met through friends at a music festival. Oh, that's lovely. Yeah. I'm I'm all like not that there's anything against the apps. I just feel like it's a very common story these days. So when people meet like face to face, I really enjoy hearing about it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and so was it intense because like what like what made it so intense? Um, probably a few things. Um, I had very intense mental health problems um, that I was hiding from most people. Yep. Uh, it was also, yeah, my first relationship and it was a polyamorous relationship, which I went into not really understanding what polyamory was. So Um, do you identify as polyamorous? Um, yeah, I mean like now it's, I don't date, but I totally am up for non-monogamy and like communication, um, yeah, things would be different now. I think people are surprised when I like was so affected by a polyamorous relationship that I'd still be open to it. But yeah, I think it works for some people. Did it um, affect you so much because um, like you obviously just like weren't prepared for it or like, and you like you wanted to be open and you didn't want to like, obviously you were into your partner. Mm. Like I'm assuming that's why you were together. Like you liked them yes. a lot. Very cute. <laughs> yeah. And so um, were they poly? Yes. And so then just sort of by default and, like, I guess wanting to keep them around Uh, and, like, be in a relationship, you fell into it as well? Yeah, I had very strong feelings and nothing was going to come between me and having a partner. I think, um, like, in the years that I've looked back, I think the the way that we um, value romantic relationships above a lot of other relationships are the reasons why... Um, that sort of didn't work is that I didn't, I put all of, uh, the relationship and staying in the relationship before any of my other needs. Yeah. Um, or like, you know, uh, before uh, some of my friends and, uh, yeah, ended up fairly unwell mentally in the end. So, um, yeah. 
Yeah, because it just kind of like some. Sometimes I mean, it happens. Like you get, you can get blinded by love, and you can do like crazy things and whatever. But I think um, it is important to yeah maintain your external relationships. Yeah. Um, because I yeah I've been known to do that as well. You kind of like yeah. you get in you get bli- like completely blinded, and you're just drowning in this like amazing pool of like oh my god this is the best thing that's ever it happened to me so worth it so <laughs> worth it you're like you know what this is gonna last forever I actually don't even care mm. because I don't need anyone else because this is this is it this is my mm. life now and then I don't know if you're me three weeks later it comes crashing down and you're like well <laughs> this wasn't what I had anticipated yeah. um yeah and definitely and also um not great if you're um suffering with things to do with mental health Mm. Um, how did you, how did you recover from that? Um, I, uh, oh God. Um, I, so it's like three years on pretty much to the day. Um, <laughs> and, um, I haven't necessarily, I've recovered slowly. I think not thinking that much about, um, romantic relationships. I learned about this concept, which I don't know if I can pronounce it correctly, but it's called, Amato normativity, yeah, which is um, the hierarchy of relationships, and I remember reading this article on everyday feminism, um, and it was actually really helpful. It's always the f- weird things that f- you find really helpful, and um, just realizing that people put relationships that are more conventional to the forefront and value people that are in relationships, sometimes when they're even in a straight relationship, um, in a monogamous relationship, they put that all before other relationships and things like that. I think it's much more important for me to have friends and my family um, be close with me and be, like, my support than having that one person um, and depending on them, I guess. Yeah, definitely. And that's, yeah, thank you for sharing that. That's very, um, I need to Google that, I think. Yeah, it does. (laughs) I (laughs) sent the article to like everyone that I was talking to at the time. They're like, well, it's, it's so true though, because like I said, like you can just get like so lost in, in these things and it's almost like, um, you feel like it's going to be, I mean, I'm guilty of feeling this, like, oh my God, my romantic relationship is going to suffer if I go and hang out with my friend. Like I just, I can't hang out mm. with my friend because like, then they're not going to love me anymore. Yeah. It's a super unhealthy way of thinking. Mm. Um, on that note, we're going to throw to another song, but before that, I just want to read those numbers again. So if you are suffering with anything to do with mental health, um, please call Beyond Blue on 1300 224636, Kids Helpline on 1800-55-1800 or Lifeline 131114. You're listening to The Dating Pool on Sin Nation. Welcome back to The Dating Pool here on Sin Nation. You are here with Lisa and Brat, and we have just been having fabulous conversations about dating and mental health and monogamy and non-monogamy and what else have we like what was that thing so that you were things. what was that really smart word that you said before amato normativity amato normativity i've never looked up how to pronounce it so hit the hit that in your googles and yeah. um yeah look it up hierarchy of relationships i think that everyone can take a leaf out of the on out of the what i feel like if you're single as well it can make you feel better yeah, for sure. I feel like even even though I have these beliefs, I feel very bad about not being in a relationship and that it devalues me. Yeah. But at the same time, I feel okay about it. 
Good for you. Power to you. Um, thank you very much for tuning in this week. Um, it's been a cracker of a show. Uh, we will catch you same time, same place next week. But in the meantime, if you like, you can follow us on Facebook at Sin Dating Pool. Or if you want, you can use the hashtag Sin Dating Pool on Twitter because ain't nobody got time for a Twitter account and a Facebook account. See you next week, kids. I don't need to date. I have friends. No, literally. When I asked, when I when I asked Brat to do this, they were like, "But like, Lisa, I don't date." And I'm like, "No, that's great. Use it. Like, be like the antithesis of everything." You've been listening to a Sin Media podcast, previously heard live on Sin Nation. Bye.